Hello, my name is Hyunsung Kang and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Over the next couple of decades, global energy consumption is expected to rise by over 40%. That's according to Christoph Ruhl. He's chief economist of the energy group BP. In a wide-ranging interview, Christoph Ruhl outlined some of the tectonic shifts he expects to see in the energy sector over the next 20 years, from the rise of renewable energy to the historic milestone when the United States becomes energy self-sufficient. But back to that expected surge in energy consumption. Given that growth in demand, will there even be enough energy to meet this need? Yes or no? Very simple answer, yes. Uh, why am I so uh, sanguine about this? For three reasons. Number one, there is enough of the fuels we already know under the ground, coal, gas, oil. Every year, basically, we see reserves increasing despite increased consumption. There is enough for decades to come, of which we know, in the form of proved reserves. Secondly, we have seen tremendous technical progress, innovations in the energy space. Think of shale gas, think of shale oil, think of biofuels, think of uh, oil sands, think of most of the renewables. None of that stuff has been around 10, 15 years ago. And now we expect it to account for almost half of the growth over the next 20 years. And thirdly, there is something else going on behind the scenes and hardly noticed. This is we have also we live also in a period of very rapid improvements in energy efficiency. So it becomes possible to generate more and more economic output with less and less energy inputs. This has greatly advanced since the collapse of the Iron Curtain 20 years ago, since the age of globalization. It's one of the big consequences of globalization. And we see that continuing over the next 20 years or so. So these three reasons, more of the same, big capacity to innovate in new fuels it generates and continued massive efficiency improvement leave me personally in no doubt that we will have enough resources. One of the major premises of your forecast is that Asia, and particular China, will boost demand for energy. Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, that's an interesting development because uh, undoubtedly China, and China was just the biggest of many countries like it, has driven energy demand growth over the last 10, 15 years on the back of heavy industrialization because you need a lot of infrastructure, roads, ports, bridges, buildings, and you need heavy industry as the basis in the case of China for this industrial mass production which then leads to export. As you come to a stage where this early phase of industrialization has run its course, the composition of energy demand and the need for energy changes. Now, the Chinese themselves are very aware of this problem. They're talking about rebalancing their economy. So it gradually needs to start shifting its activity away from heavy industrialized mass production and exports towards more services and domestic consumption. We assume in our forecast that this experiment will succeed. And that changes the structure of energy demand. It goes at the expense of coal. We think this will decelerate greatly and at the very end of our forecasting period even go down. So coal demand falling uh, between 2030 and 2035 in China. What about overall energy demand then for China? Yeah, since we assume that uh, the restructuring of China's economy is successful, incomes will continue to rise and therefore oil demand will rise. But because there is now more services and less heavy infrastructure and heavy industry, coal demand will fall. Overall energy demand will continue to increase but at lower rates. But the composition will change, become more modern. I'm surprised in the context of China you haven't made men- mention of, say, nuclear energy, for example. Is it because Asia's been put off by Fukushima? 
No, uh, globally, uh, the world is put off a little bit, so the share of nuclear energy will probably decline globally. And all the increase there is comes from three countries. One of them is China, and the others are Russia and India. And the consequences in those three countries of the Fukushima incident have, in none of these three cases, Russia, China, India, led to any scaling down of nuclear uh, programs. All the global growth in nuclear power will come in our forecast from those three countries. Let me um, select another country which I want to focus on, that of the US. It has been headline news that the US is on the verge of becoming energy self-sufficient. This, uh, this is a real milestone, isn't it? This is quite remarkable, yes. The US used to be a big importer of uh, natural gas and a big importer of oil, always was a coal exporter. And uh, indeed, uh, presumably in this decade, it will become in the energy independent in the broad sense. In 2016, it will become a net uh, exporter of liquefied natural gas. 2018, it will become a net gas exporter. In our conservative forecast, it will still continue to be an oil importer, but very, very marginal, and others would claim that it even becomes an oil exporter. That is a remarkable turnaround, and it changes, of course, the global system. And it changes the situation uh, in the global economy. And that was Christoph Ruhl, Chief Economist of the BP Group on Global Energy Markets. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more on www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts. <music>